Welcome to Going Deeper. My name is Marcy Sklove, and today my guest is Ray Elliott, and this will be a two-part interview. Ray is a significant elder living in our community since 1987. He and his wife Mary moved here then to be closer to his daughter, and he's been working in Amherst, contributing ever since then to improve race relations here in Amherst. And most recently, Ray uh, co-founded the group called CRAN, Citizens for Racial Amity Now. And uh, we'll be hearing more about CRAN later in the program. Ray was born in Cambridge, Massachusetts in 1924, which makes him 90 years old. And uh, I want to thank you for coming, Ray. want to welcome you to the show. I'm pleased to be here. Good. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> Great. So um, I wanted to ask you, Ray, to just start at the beginning, kind of. What was your childhood like back in growing up in the 30s in Cambridge? Well, if I go to <coughs> calling, recalling memories of the of that childhood, um, it was very interesting because <coughs> I, I lived in a, a very lily white community. Uh, there was only one or two black families in my neighborhood. And uh, the black community lived on the other side of town. And so I grew up uh, having friends of, of the neighborhood, uh, our white friends that I played with. And we, we had a wonderful experience. I did have a wonderful experience. Uh, playing with them, uh, going to the movies with them, and, and just socializing up until a point when uh, uh, they got a little too close socially. And that's when we used to, when they had uh, parties, like birthday party or, or some kind of celebration that they were having. And they never would invite, invite wow. me. But uh, yeah, those memories of the, of the early years were, were very fond memories. Hmm. So it wasn't segregated as it was in the South, in Cambridge. You know, you lived in a white neighborhood, but then things would become more segregated as you got a little too close. Is that kind of how it felt? Well, no, actually it was the attitude of people was that, that there, like for instance, uh, I know when I uh, was in the, uh, I guess I was about eight or ten years old in, in, in the school. And only, there were only two black families in the school, mm -hmm. in the lower grades and uh, in the grammar schools. And I recall uh, very clearly that one time I came home with this huge valentine that I was going to send to this <laughs> young lady and she had blue eyes and blonde hair uh -huh. and she was in my class. <coughs> and my mom, she saw me with this and she said, who are you going to give that to? She says, and so I told him, I said, she said, sit down, son. I have something to tell you. Wow. And she said, their parents would never let you date this young lady. They don't believe in mixed, mixed relationships in this community. Huh. And, and she said, and then when you get older, if you get so serious, you'd never be able to marry her because they don't believe in, in uh, interracial marriage and that type of thing. 
And so, uh, and so, you know, she comforted me by, you know, giving me hope for the future and how. Mm. Uh, so anyhow, yes, there was that attitude of uh, separatism. Separatism. But uh, interestingly, it was that with the young people, the, young, the youth, the children, there was none of that. Uh, it was just the adults. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, what were your parents doing for work, and what was their... What was their life like? Well, Mom was an amazing woman uh, with so much love for, for the community as well as for everybody because she was trained. Now, we're talking about in the 30s, mm -hmm. in the 20s too, in the 30s, that she was trained to be a re registered nurse. Wow. And when, uh, so when she tried to get a job at, uh, at the hospitals in Cambridge, in Boston area, rather, uh, they weren't hiring black nurses wow. because the patients didn't want, didn't have the confidence in, in being treated by blacks. Hmm. Uh, this was a time when they had a, they had a separate blo uh, blood uh, blood uh, uh, pool, a black blood pool and a white blood <laughs> pool. Oh and, and people thought that they didn't want to be. Uh, have transfusions by uh, from black blood, and so this was an attitude that was happening in those mm -hmm. days in the 30s. It was still like that. But mom, anyhow, she became so loving with the community we lived in, this white community, that uh, whenever the people needed help, or uh, 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 they would call her, and and, and uh, she would go to them when they were sick or whatever, and uh, or they having uh, delivering a baby or something. And in the home, they would call her, and she would go, and she'd never charge them. Wow. And, and so she became well-loved in this uh, white community. And eventually, she started her own nursing home. Really? In, in the same community. And see, it ended up that she had uh, up to 20 patients when she uh, uh, eventually uh, uh, sold the place. But uh, And the nursing home was for black elders, right? It, or it was, was for, it mixed? It was for any person that couldn't afford uh, to, oh my uh, to, but it was mostly, it was poverty, people that uh, uh, couldn't afford. So we, she had uh, uh, poor uh, people not of color, mm -hmm. as well as mostly black, mostly black. Mm -hmm. But uh, she accepted anybody that, that was in poverty. And what she charged was less than half of what the average nursing home at that time was charging. And eventually, and so she was the first uh, Afro-American nursing home in, uh, established in Cambridge. Wow, that's quite something. Yeah. Uh, and your father? And dad, he was a disciplin disciplinarian. Uh, and, uh, in the home? In the home, <laughs> especially because, you know, we had, there were five siblings and, you know, two, mm -hmm. boy, two boy, boys and three girls. And so, uh, you know, it's constant uh, 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 keeping peace amongst us. <laughs> but, uh, uh, no, Dad was uh, very serious uh, because, uh, uh, he, and I didn't know that uh, he never talked much because, you see, when he came back from the First World War, he never spoke about it. He yeah. never, 
never mentioned anything about his experiences or anything about the discrimination that they that mm. they experienced, which which incidentally was uh, was uh, something I didn't learn until later. Because what happened was when when uh, the French needed reinforcements in 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 France, uh, for they asked the United States, the United States for reinforcements of support. The, the United States only wanted to send uh, black troops. Uh, they wouldn't send white troops. Wow. And they tried to find uh, a commander to command the blacks, and, it was, and, and, and no white commander was willing to command black troops because they felt they weren't good warriors, they were huh. not courageous, they would retreat and all that, so they didn't want to. So what happened, the French government said, we'll take them under our command. And they took them under the command and they, and they, they, got, they, they fought so valiantly along with the French that, they, uh, that they, his group got the Quartz Secure, which was the highest wow. medal of honor for serving in, in, a, in battle. In, and, and they served as Americans in the French army? Exactly. Huh. Uh, support. And so uh, he, got, he got wounded. And, but when he came back, mm. you know, there was no recognition given to his, his, his group, his regiment. And so what have they he tried to, he tried to uh, uh, join the Veterans of Foreign Wars post in Cambridge. Yeah. And they would not accept him. Oh. How they did it was de facto segregation. They made all kind of obstacles mm. that he had to jump over, or they had to jump over in order to, to, to become members. And they were almost, you know, you had a right to this person, the right to that and all that. Wow. So what dad did was he and his, 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 his friends, they formed their own uh, Veterans of Foreign Wars. And it was the first black Veterans of Foreign Wars post wow. established in Cambridge, Massachusetts. And Dad became the commander. Is it still in existence? It's still in existence. Wonderful. It's called the Isaac William Isaac William Taylor Post. Okay. It's still functioning, and and uh, so they never they never gave him any recognition or honor. So every time I give a talk, mm -hmm. uh, uh, any place, uh, I always honor honor him. Yes, of course. Uh, because he never received an honor from this country. Wow. That's a hard one. Yeah. I'm so impressed how knowing these things and the possibility of holding anger about your parents' situation or your situation growing up. But I don't feel that you are an angry person whatsoever. Well, you see, the thing is that uh, uh, when I was... was when when I was uh, in in the in the army, immersed in a black regiment, mm -hmm. uh, and, and began to learn the, their culture because I was I had never been accepted in the black culture because uh, I wasn't black enough. Wow. Culturally, I wasn't black enough. And they, was that because of growing up in a white neighborhood? Because of growing up in a white neighborhood, uh -huh. and I wasn't white enough culturally oh or whatever, uh, color-wise, to be accepted in, in the, either one. So I, you know, so I had learned to, to walk, to sort of uh, uh, maneuver between two worlds mm -hmm. as a young man, you see. And so when I went into the service, um, 
it was bitter, bittersweet because here I was something I longed to do was to grow up in the black culture, yeah. and here I was immersed in it. But the thing that saved us from having anger because of the fact that the as, as a segregated army, we were bitter as we went in that we didn't have black officers to lead us into battle. Yeah. They gave us white officers, and these officers were, were from the South, and they deliberately, oh, no. oh yes, they deliberately put in command white officers from the South who were, were not really well trained. They, they were 90-day wonders, so they were young uh, uh, officers. Wow, and I didn't it, know that. Oh yeah, the bottom of the barrel, we used to call them mm -hmm. the officers, but anyhow, uh, that made us even more bitter. And so one of the, the, the I see the, the, the I, I would say the, the great saving thing of, uh, uh, was that uh, there, was a, there was a campaign going on at that same time by the NACP and other black organizations to, to dismantle this, uh, discrimination in, in the segregated army. And, and so, so, so uh, what happened, there was a campaign that started, which was called the Double B campaign and what it was that gave us a gave us a channel to channel our anger oh because if we reacted to these white officers oh, sure. you know we would we would be in quite quite a bit of trouble so in order to prevent them from being we 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 uh, heard about this campaign and the campaign was we would remind ourselves that we would be fighting for, 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 for freedom and justice for the world, around the world. Mm -hmm. But when we got home, we would fight for, we'd have another war to fight, and that would be against racism. So we'd have that fine. And so we'd flash that to each other whenever one of us got really uh, out of control or tried to look like it. We just flashed double V victory. Double V. And so that's what we all, we all, uh, uh, channeled our, uh, most of us channeled our anger into uh, planning for the, when we got out. And that was, a, I really believe that that was the seeds of the beginning of the civil rights movement. Oh, interesting. You see, because we were organized, unity. Sure. And once you get organized, you, know, you, got, you got power there. Right. And so uh, that, that was uh, uh, why I, um, uh, channeled my anger and, I, and also the other thing I did to channel my anger was I, I kept telling myself I conditioned myself to forget many of the mm. horror that I experienced yeah. of, 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 of the battles and <coughs> and <coughs> so that I wouldn't dwell on it when I got home yeah and I think that saved me from having post-traumatic stress yeah that's amazing by to teaching myself to let go, Such to for, forget it. Discipline to let go. Yeah, and and, yeah. and the problem was, it made meant that I forgot much of my old memories mm -hmm. along with it. Sure. So I struggled to recall mm -hmm. <coughs> those pleasant memories that I and connect, connections with friends and things, which I still do. Yeah. <coughs> now, Ray, while you're having a sip of water, I just want to, we have about 10 minutes or so, and I want to ask you to tell us about your life as a chemist. Well, 
when I went to, when I was in school at McGill, it was a five-year course, and I, after the fourth year, I, I got a job at, uh, at Tracer Lab as charge of a, of a laboratory uh, because the government had set up these laboratories around the country to monitor radiation fallout. There was a moratorium against testing A-bombs. There were A-bombs then. So this was after uh, the bombs in Hiroshima? Yeah, after Hiroshima. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and I recall that was some people cheered, but I didn't cheer because I was a fear yeah. of a third world war happening. So ironically, I got this job mm -hmm. to monitor radiation around the world to, to, uh, to make sure that no countries were testing A-bombs. Uh -huh. What a position to be in. Sure. To, to, and, and, and so uh, I stayed with, with the Tracer Lab for, oh my goodness, to, uh, 10 years. And I think that's where I was on a spiritual quest at the time. Mm -hmm. Because when I asked the chaplain, uh, when I was in the, in the service, uh, uh, to give me answers to, to questions which were baffled me and, and uh, were doctrine in, mm -hmm. in, in my faith. And, and he, he, he said, how dare you cha challenge the church? You know, hmm. uh, blind faith, believe it, you know, without question. Yeah. And that started my spiritual quest. I'll never forget that. And so then I mentioned that because this young man that was in my, that was working for me, a technician in my lab, uh, he had been on a spiritual quest too. And he kept telling me every now and then, oh, I investigated this, I investigated this, religion, this religion, blah, 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 blah. I said, get away from me. I'm not supposed to listen to all that <laughs> Far Eastern stuff, you know, because I, you know, my, my face says, no, no, you know, uh, blah, blah, blah. And so one time he challenged me and he said, if, if, you, uh, if you really believe this and blah, 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 I don't want to go into the detail, but if you believe sure. the world, he says, then, then you would recognize this is the, the, spiritual, the spiritual teachings that have been revealed uh, in the world today. Uh, and, uh, and so, and he says, and he, and he told me, he says, you know, it, it doesn't denounce any of the others, it's just the, the next chapter, mm -hmm. in, it's, the, it's the next chapter in, in the spiritual history of mankind, and it fulfills all the other uh, hopes and expectations of all the others, other religions, and blah, blah, blah. He went on and on to show about how there was unity and, and, and oneness in, in, in this. And so that excited me, and, and I began to investigate to try to prove him wrong, and I soon became uh, a Baha'i. And that was his faith also. And that was his faith. I see. So yeah. you were actually investigating to try to say that he was fault, he was wrong, and then in your investigation you found that he actually was right. Yeah, that there, there was, wow. there were, like he said, there were many ways. Uh, sure. This was one way, and that there all were, none were wrong, all of them were right in their sure. way, you know, and that type of thing. So, so and I mentioned this is because the teachings then became the core of my whole life. Wow. Because uh, the teachings answered so many questions hmm. about who I am, why I'm here in this world, you know? Wonderful. And, 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 and how I could serve, and you know, servitude is the highest of all, all And this, this happened when you were still in the army? No. This, what, when did this, you have this, this encounter this, with this, this man? Happened, this happened this happened uh, uh, 
in, in uh, um, let's see, in 1950, uh, 51. Okay. Or 51 or 50. And, and so um, the, the, and this young man became so important in my life. But anyhow, uh, mm. he left to go to AFCO to work on uh, uh, the Apollo heat shield, okay. uh, detail, de, uh, heat shield. And so he called me and he says, hey, Ray, they're looking for a chemist. And he says, apply. And when I applied, my, my uh, boss, my immediate boss, the, the little guy, uh, he sent a, a, a referral, a reference, and the reference said, I am the, that I was a janitor. What? My boss. Oh <laughs> so my he, gosh! And I'm, I'm here. I got two technicians working under me, and I'm in this lab. I'm waiting to hear how he he just said all these nice things about you, and you're telling me he called you the janitor. Uh, uh, no, this is my my. Yeah, my, the, the boss. My boss called you at the, Trace Lab. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and yeah, because he hired. He wasn't the one that hired me, but. I, I worked under him, okay. uh, and so That's the person terrible. that so the so the, the, the director of the of the lab, uh, he called uh, he called the, my technician that worked there, and he mm -hmm. says, "What's this about?" He said, and so my technician said, "Oh yeah, he's a chemist. He works there. And he's been he was my boss." So so Avco called the director. Mm. The, he went to the top. Good. And he got, he said, yeah, he's a chemist, he's in charge of this small lab, and I got hired. Wow. So, so. So I, you worked, what did you do for the Apollo? I was session? working as a, uh, on the heat shield, what we had to, to, to do was look at all of the properties of all different kind of metals and how, you know, the heat transfer in order, in mm -hmm. order to, to, uh, um, to, um, um, survived the, 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 the uh, coming in. So anyhow, what happened was that uh, we finally came, decided on using honeycomb resin, chemical resin, uh -huh. honeycomb, okay. because air is a good insulator. Mm -hmm. So if you've got a honeycomb, you got air trapped in all these honeycombs. So you can let a little burn off, then it hits the air, then a little burns out, you follow me? Yes. And so that's what we ended up with, well, resin, honeycomb, honeycomb resin, resin. Uh, uh, heat shield. We went through all kind of uh, materials, trying all different kinds for heat transfer. And then we used to, we had to do the math to, to put into the computers at that, in those days. Uh, and we'd run it on a computer <laughs> and we could actually determine whether it survived wow. a reentry okay. into the atmosphere. This was in the 50s. Uh, no, no, later. 60s. 60s. Yeah. And, th and so we ran these on the computer, and the computer was as big as this room or bigger. Yeah, I'm going to. I was surprised they had huge. computers then. Yeah. But yeah. And, and we had to punch cards and all that type of stuff. Okay. So we would just. Do the math with, uh, by by learning the materials that we're using. We had to insert that into the math uh, formula, and uh, and then give it to the to the engineers and and they computer engineers, and then they would do the punch cards and everything and put sure. it into the computer and run it and then give it back. So we could. Wow. So it was fascinating work, and and again, 
I was work. I, I felt so patriotic <laughs> in both cases, sure. you know, Tracer Lab and there. Because so, you were working to make the country and the world a better place. A better place. Yeah. And, and to advance science and, yeah. uh, and explore the world. And, and, uh, and so, anyhow, um, that, that experience, uh, uh, eventually, I, 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 uh, after AFCO, uh, then what happened was that uh, I was looking for, the, when their contracts were running out, I applied to a pharmaceutical company thinking of do research in pharmaceutical, but then they saw me and they said, in those days, they didn't have any blacks to, to, to talk detailed doctors and nurses and hospitals about the, 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 the prescription medicine and all that type of stuff and how to tell doctors how to, how to minister it and all that. And so they said, well, hey, we can train you to be a a detail man. I said, what's that? He told me, and blah, blah, blah. And I said, oh, well, I need a job. I said, okay, I'll take it. They, they gave me one year medical school training. Wow. And it was accelerated. And, uh, and then they, they gave me a territory. And so I had, I had doctors and lawyers, uh, nurses, nurses and hospitals to cover in order to tr teach them how, uh, how to determine what kind of medication they should be using under certain conditions and blah, blah, blah. So it's like an armchair doctor. Wow. Know? And so that was a fascinating thing because the doctors really only had a small amount of information about sure. pharmacology. But anyhow, uh, right. what happened, I mentioned that because uh, then I got, I, I figured I'd lose my sight. And, uh, and, uh, and so that I had to, I, be, I found out that, that, that I have to have many accidents that, I had oh. I had retina pigmentosis and it was becoming very active, and so today I I don't see very much. I can see a little to get around shadows, yeah. but I, I it's 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 become active again, and so. So uh, Ray, we're gonna continue this, uh, in part two. But I want to just acknowledge where we are right now, and how much I appreciate all these stories about your early life and your time in the army and your professional life and some of the hurtful things that happened to you. And we're gonna continue uh, to talk more in part two. So please join us for part two of Going Deeper. Thank you. Thank you.